Hi guys and welcome back to Perspective. This is different. So if you are listening in via audio, this is no different of an episode. But if you are viewing from YouTube or from Instagram or TikTok or Facebook or wherever you are, wherever you're listening from, this is real different. Normally, Perspective episodes are strictly audio, but it's a new year and I'm on to new and different and better things. And so we're stepping it up a notch. We're changing it up. Initially, this first episode looks way different uh, than what it is right now. I initially wanted to talk about something completely different, but which I will be talking about in the future. We're going to save that for next ep- for the next episode. But today, I will be talking about the murder of Tyree Nichols. Uh, I know, hey, it isn't the most positive first topic of the year, but to be to be quite honest and to be completely frank with you, it wasn't the best start of the new year for his mother, his family, on the seventh day of the new year. He was murdered yards away from his home, yards away from his mother's house. And so I think that it's really important to to talk about what has happened and how layered uh, what has happened is. And so I'm going to be taking you from what happened, you know, what's going on today, and then a few of my of my takes so first of all what happened so january 7th tyree nichols was stopped by memphis pd um initially i'm going to tell you right now the memphis police department claimed that it was um suspicion of reckless driving then after being the the police um what is it called the police chief was asked again what was the reason and then they she said that they didn't know it was inconclusive so that's red flag number one for two then we have a lot of red flags but I'm just gonna leave it at red flag number one which is that we don't have a reason as to why we stopped him that's one two after that he was pulled over there was a struggle uh, initially he was verbally abused once he left Uh, when he got out of his vehicle he pleaded that he wanted to go home he just wanted to get home and they continuously verbally abused him uh hitting him but then he was he able and managed to get away he ran away and then about 10 minutes later they caught up to him and that is the what we know of uh the beating and that was when five officers basically jumped him um yards away from his home so it was really difficult for me to do this video because I would not I I just couldn't bring myself to do it to do it uh back in 2020 I was very vocal about what was going on and I was heavily invested in um the cases that were going on across America and even abroad and so I exposed myself very young to some things that I quite frankly I shouldn't have been looking at um and then yeah so I 
do think that uh, my response to, to what is going on and the fact that I'm still, that I still have anxiety around it, that I'm still deeply saddened around it, that I, it took a long time to talk about it without crying, is just a testament that I'm not being desensitized to it, that I'm not allowing it to be normalized. And, uh, yeah, if you follow me on Instagram or if you follow me on, on TikTok or Snapchat, you would know that I've posted or reposted multiple times that for, we do not, uh, need to watch that video when, in order to make strong, compelling arguments about what we feel about this case. There's no need. His own mother didn't even finish watching the video. And so at that point I had no desire in watching the video because I just don't, I don't want to see a black man. I don't want, I don't want to witness someone's murder. Uh, a lot of people do, not a lot, but many people do involuntarily. I have an active choice not to watch it. So I, I chose not to watch it. I did see the initial, um, arrest, but, um, back, back to the timeline. After he was beaten, he was then, um, he, he then stood up and they arrested him, and then he immediately collapsed back down. And then following that, they propped him up against the police car. EMT came, and it took EMT 16 minutes before they gave him first aid. What is that, red flag number three? That is a problem. So, a lot of people don't know this, but two of the EMT that uh, were on uh, the scene were fired. So I think that also says a lot. That, that says a lot, right? They did something wrong as well. Now, I know you're asking, I know people are wondering, okay, that happened. What happened next? Okay. So he was brought to the hospital and then he died, um, on January 10th. So he was on life support, and that's, that is what sustained his life for all that time. But um, his mother said he was, he was gone really January 7th. So very, very sick, very disgusting. And, and, it, and it's, like, hard to fathom that you literally, like, with your own hands took someone's life. And then what tops it is that these are the people that are supposed to serve and protect, yes. But then also that it was, it was people, men, who share similar experiences as him, I assume, as black men in America. I don't get it. And so then I'm conflicted in saying this because I know my platform reaches more than just the black community but I still think it's important to say in my opinion um sometimes when black people become officers they um assume the identity of a police officer before the identity of their race and so 
um, that baffles me. And so these officers were fired immediately and and indicted. And so while, heck yeah, they deserved it, like there's no doubt in my mind. But can we, can this be the new code? Can this be the new precedent? Like, can this be, can we set precedent here so that any other time the police use excessive force, we make sure that we respond swiftly, we bring justice to the families, and we do what we need to do so that people collectively feel safer and know that police will be held accountable when they do something wrong. Can that be the new wave? But I know for a fact that it's not. It is no, there's no irony, there's no coincidence that the swift action wasn't also in part because these were black men who committed this crime against, against this young black man. There's no doubt in my mind. Argue. Argue with somebody else. Don't argue with me about it. We can dialogue about it, but there's already people who are trying to like, oh, this has nothing to do with race. I can explain to you why it has everything to do with race. There were so many times where it took public outcry, public uproar before any course of action was taken, not even being fired, let alone an indictment, let alone on five different people it took everything to get one person it took the whole world to pay attention before one person was indicted and then we're sitting on cases that did get public outcry and uproar and rioting and and protest and so much notability that nothing was nothing was done about it still But this, we were so swift. Action was taken so quickly. And I don't think it was a matter of learning from those experiences. I think that it had a a large uh, thing to do with uh, the color of their skin. Now, I don't want to take anything away from Memphis PD, you know, holding themselves accountable. But I just... It just doesn't feel like a coincidence to me. That's just me. That's just how I feel. Like, we did it before the protest, before the black squares, before global recognition. Um, Yeah. And then on, like, a societal level, I remember as, like, a 13, 14-year-old arguing with people on the Internet who screamed Blue Lives Matter when a police officer used excessive force, killed people, antagonized people. It was Blue Lives Matter. It was their do- their jobs are dangerous. But this time, it's radio silence. It's people condemning police. I'm just like... Now, let's be very clear. Between this current uh, situation and then the events that occurred in 2020, a lot 
a lot, a lot more injustices have been happening in between time. And those I keep, I keep up with. And I see the comments where it's like, blue lives matter. But again, those are cops that are white. Or Latino, but typically white Latino officers. And it's blue lives matter. And it's, well, he ran away from the cops. He fled the cops. I don't hear any excuses this time. Rightfully so, there shouldn't be excuses, but I think that it's also important to recognize that there's an underlying reason, which is that the officers that predominantly attacked Tyree Nichols were black. And then this is also goes back to my, a point that I've made before in conversation with people, which is it's not, it's not solely about the color of a cop's skin, it's also a systemic, uh, it's a systemic issue. It's a, it's of it's of the fundamental practices taught to cops. It's the the urge for power that is present. And so this is this is the problem. And then I sit back and I'm just and I'm and I'm digesting everything. And it, it's just another case where it affects more than just one one person. This is affecting so many people. And when I look at this case, all I see is that the lives of six black men are taken away. Ultimately, they threw their lives away. And Tyree Nichols, his was taken. And for what? This man was literally beaten to death by police by police another black man killed more black men in prison the black family ripped apart six times over and I just see the plague to society, to American society that is policing. And then I can say American society, but I know that there is a problem with policing all over the world. Now, is it more prominent in the U.S.? Heck yeah, no doubt about it. But there, there's a problem. And then I wonder, because this case reminds me so much of Freddie Gray's case, are we only going to indict when there's surveillance footage? Because all across America, right now, today, so many people are being held accountable for murder or robbery or burglary or all different types of charges. I sat in on courtrooms last last year, last summer, for a whole month, so many different types of cases. There was no surveillance footage of the crime that they committed. And they were still held accountable. So is it that we only uh, hold police accountable when we have footage of it? As if they're not human beings just like the rest of us? That they only wear a badge? And maybe some blue uniforms? I don't get it. I don't get it.
this whole case was so difficult because it just brought up everything that I felt as a 13, 14 year old. And then as a 17 year old going on 18, nothing has changed. And then I think about my elders who've been experiencing these sort of things long before I have. They experienced Rodney King and and other other instances of injustice um the one the stories that aren't told and then they move forward and then it's 20 years past and nothing has changed or even when i think about um like a personal experience me and my mom were looking on ancestry.com which you can also just trace back your family, right? Other than the DNA thing and seeing where you come from. But you can also track your family and your lineage. And so we were, you know, looking at old records and and uh, we found someone who was, you know, struck in the head with an axe. Or other stories of black men who were, you know, victims of white supremacy. And so I then think about how <clears throat> my ancestors coped through this, right? Like, there was no justice, no justice at all. Or even when we think to Emmett Till, the woman who, who was the driving force to his, his murder... I think she's still alive. Like, I, like, and then her, if I'm not mistaken, her grandson is a senator or a governor or somewhere. But he didn't get that. And so I just think to how so many of my, you know, elders have to repeatedly witness lack of justice. And I am grateful that you know, the killers of Tyree Nichols are being, well, I know they're going to be, you know, given, are going to be prosecuted to the fullest extent of the law. I know that. But then it's like, well, why is that? Because that's not the norm. They're taking accountability. We didn't have to, we didn't have to beg and ask. We didn't have to kill more black people, get more black people killed in the process, more allies killed in the process of protests and it's just a lot it's a lot like like y'all don't y'all don't beat up Dylan Roof mass mass shooters y'all don't I just like y'all give them cheeseburgers and let them speak to their families and y'all can't even let a black boy get home safe I I don't get it but to switch gears I do want to talk about uh, Tyree Nichols in a positive light that was something that I was very intentional uh, in sharing on my platforms him smiling and and sharing his photography his mother did say that um, 
he was actually coming from from taking pictures of the sunset so you know black black joy is something that's always been very special to me and it's because of things like this uh tyree nichols was a photographer he enjoyed skateboarding and he reminds me of the large sum of of black people people who are just regular human beings and living and then there's a twisted and dark side of things where we can't even be normal and so I guess my main takeaway is that there's some things that are fundamentally wrong with our policing system and there's things that need to change ASAP and I think that it's imperative that we do things that will prevent this from happening so often we don't do things to prevent this this type these type of situations from happening and that's why they continue to happen i want police to know that they will be prosecuted video or not public outcry or not being black officers or white officer officers or no matter the race um that i think that oftentimes Oftentimes, police think that their badge is immunity. And they need to know that that is not the case and that they will be prosecuted if they do not do the right thing. Also, when there are complaints of excessive force, those need to be addressed long before instances like Tyree Nichols, his murder occurs. We do not need to wait until yet another person is killed. We do not need to wait for that. Um, yeah, so I made it this whole episode, guys, without crying. I'm very, very proud of that. It took, it took, it took, a, it took a while. And so... I don't know. If I can leave you guys with one thing, I do want you to check out his photography. I will link it in the um, the summary of this episode and on the, the caption for what's it called? The description box for YouTube. Uh, and yeah, I really want to thank you guys for listening to Perspective, our first episode of the new year. And power to the people, I guess. Um, have a great day.